once you have high testosterone levels, it makes effort feel good. Let me repeat that. It makes effort feel good. Meaning that anything that is uncomfortable, anything that is seen as a task, it actually feels good once your T levels are high. So I'm your host, Neil Atim, and this is the Integrated Man Podcast. Gentlemen, welcome back to the Integrated Man Podcast, and this is episode four. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing with you the habits for getting a lean and mean body and mind, and that is high testosterone levels. Now, before we jump into it, while I was doing research for this episode, I was uh, looking at a bunch of studies on PubMed. And one of the main ones that stood out was this one. And what it says is that the average testosterone levels for male has been decreasing by 1% per year for the past two decades. Basically, in layman's term, what this means is that your grandpa maybe had higher testosterone levels than you. And there's a direct correlation with the increase in the BMI of males as well, right? So what that essentially means is that we've been gaining more weight. You know, obesity is increasing. I also came across another study. And what this says is that by the year 2030, it is estimated that 51% of the U.S. population is going to be obese. That is simply insane. That is one in two people are going to be obese And we all know the U.S. sets the trend for the West with the fast food, shopping culture, consumerism, all of this. So we know where the rest of the West is headed in terms of obesity rates. Now, another interesting story I want to share with you that actually happened. You can search this for yourself, right? So there's this man called John Harvey Kellogg, and he essentially invented conflicts. Now, the reason why he invented conflicts was to curb sexual appetite. Meaning that he put out bland food and mass distributed there. Conflicts, right? It has no taste. It has no nutrients. And we know for a fact that any food that doesn't contain any proper nutrients, macronutrients and micronutrients, is going to decrease your testosterone levels. And the crazy thing is that he wasn't the only one. The inventor of Graham crackers as well did the same thing. That is why Graham crackers are so plain, so tasteless. They had this hidden war. And not even hidden, they were actually vocal about it, you know. They used to put out like ads and all of this. And their only intention was to reduce people's sexual appetite, which is crazy. It's like basically sterilizing your population. So I just wanted to share that with you. There's always been this underlying war on keeping your T levels low. And it's been going on for hundreds of years. And that's why you need to actually implement these things. Now, that is just two instances. There are so many others out there of things, of practices, of products that send on your T-levels. And essentially, you want to stay away from these. And in today's episode, we're going to be covering how you can actually get it back up. Now, the worst enemy to these people, to these industries, is people like yourself who are aspiring to be healthy, to be fit, to be strong, to be disciplined. Because then you can spot the bullshit from a mile away. You can't be so easily brainwashed and you don't fall into their traps, which is exactly where they want you. Just consuming, just weak and just spending your money so they get richer and just keep spreading their propaganda throughout the world. Now, I can go into the details of why you should have optimal health or why your T-level should be high. However, you already know this stuff. And as a man, one thing that you also need to note is that one day you may have a family if you so choose. So the habits and lifestyle you start developing now will have an impact on the future. Even your epigenetics change as you train and get stronger and develop discipline and all of this. It would be passed on to your offspring. So it's really important to actually establish the right habits today. Don't delay this. And it goes way beyond just having a six pack and just a look. 
It's about developing character, discipline, competence. It's about being respected as a man. And whether we like it or not, as human beings, we are visual creatures, meaning that how things look really matter to us. And that is how we judge people without even saying a word. So if you see someone that is very healthy, very fit, who takes care of themselves, automatically we think that, okay, this person is competent, they're disciplined, and they can endure hardships. So they may be seen as someone more reliable compared to the opposite, right? And that is just how we work. We cannot fight that. This is how it has been for thousands of years. We had to survive by just looking at someone and being able to know if this person is a threat or if this person is actually friendly. And to this day, we still use this subconsciously. We don't even think about it consciously. It just happens all by itself. This is how we look at someone and know they are attractive as well. We're very visual and it's very important to maintain that as a man. Now, if you're not off the couch yet and you haven't even started, then I must tell you this. The beginning phase is always the hardest. But once you get the ball rolling, momentum just takes over. But you have to put yourself through that initial phase of just getting the routine going. It is difficult, but you can put things in place in terms of instead of just booking a gym membership, get a coach that would keep you accountable or get a friend that would go to the gym with you or join a sports club, something like that. So it's more than just your internal motivation, but you're externally accountable as well, making it much easier to actually stick to something. As a man, one of the main things you want to maintain is a high testosterone levels. This is one of the core indicators of a healthy male body. It's when your body functions properly, it's when it's self-regulating, your T levels are naturally high. Now firstly, what exactly is testosterone? Testosterone is essentially a hormone, a sex hormone, that your body produces naturally. And it is made in your testicles or in women, in small amounts, it's made in their ovaries as well. But in today's episode, we're just going to be covering the male aspect. Now once a man hits puberty, his testosterone levels start shooting up all the way into his 20s and then once he hits 30 it slowly starts decreasing year by year now your testosterone level affects everything from your sexual potency to your mood and many other things like the distribution of fat in your body your strength and muscle mass your sex drive your sperm production your red blood cell production your bone density, your concentration, your sperm count, your fatigue and tiredness level, your memory and ability to recall things, your stress levels, your ability to cope under pressure, and many others. It's very important, as you can see. Now, out of all of these, there's something that really stands out. And that is, once you have high testosterone levels, it makes effort feel good. Let me repeat that. It makes effort feel good. Meaning that anything that is uncomfortable, anything that is seen as a task, it actually feels good once your T levels are high. So this is why you want to get your T levels high. Execution would be something pleasurable instead of seeing it as a task or some chore or something you need to do and you just sit on the couch and ignore it. You would actually be compelled to actually do the difficult things. This is why you need high T levels. Now, why is this the case? You see, in most male species, the males never get a chance to mate, meaning that there's only a few males in the top hierarchy that actually gets a chance to actually reproduce and pass down their genetic code. So how do the males combat this evolutionary? Well, basically, the males had to fight in order for the chance to mate. And in order to get themselves to fight, their T levels would be high, meaning that 
No, the discomfort of fighting, the chance of dying and all of this, everyone would ignore that. Everyone would not even participate in something like that. But if your T levels are high, it is actually something that is rewarding. So that is why in the face of discomfort, in the face of challenges, we actually feel good once our T levels are high. And there are animals, certain animals that would uh, actually go to the extreme, right? Like, for example, this is just a crazy fact, but male hamsters and I think llamas actually rip off each other testicles during mating season. They go to the extreme. But thankfully, as human beings, we don't have to do that. And our chances of mating and of reproducing are much higher. Now, essentially, what high T level does is it helps us overcome that fear of danger, that fear of discomfort. And it's really good if we apply it to our goals, to our mission, to the things we want out of life, because most of the things that we want that would be great requires us being uncomfortable, requires doing the hard work. And this rewards that hard work intrinsically. It is a very powerful drive if you learn how to use it, if you learn how to harness it. Now, how do you know if your testosterone levels are actually low? First of all, the easiest way would just be getting a test, getting a testosterone level test. Go see a medical professional if you think you have low T levels. That would be the best way and don't self-diagnose. Now, here are a few symptoms that may come up if you have low T levels. As I mentioned earlier, once you hit the age of 30, your T levels naturally start decreasing at a rate at about 1% per year. Now, this isn't bad. It's just natural. However, if you maintain the right lifestyle and the right habits, it won't really affect you much. Now, one thing to note is that if you're experiencing certain symptoms like infertility, low sex drive, the loss of spontaneous erections or impotency, then you may know it's something more serious and you need to get it checked out. Now, another thing may be physical changes that your body would be enduring. And this is excessive fat storage. It may be hot flashes. It may be extreme tiredness. It may be loss of body hair, it may be swelling of your chest muscles, or maybe just an overall decrease in strength. Another thing may be disturbed sleep patterns, where your sleep becomes irregular, you just can't find a reason why you can't sleep at night. And this may be because of low T levels. And another thing may be emotional changes. When your T levels are low, you may become more emotional, you can't understand why you feel depressed or sad all the time. And this has a lot to do with your lifestyle as well, right? If your T levels are low, it may be an indicator that your lifestyle is not ideal, essentially. Now, this won't always be the case, but most likely it is. But like I said before, don't self-diagnose. If you think you have severely low T levels, you want to see a medical professional. Other than that, if you know your habits are bad, simply establish the right habits, which I'm going to get into right now. So how do we naturally boost our testosterone levels? How do we get high T levels? Essentially, we want to have the right practices and I'm going to be sharing with you 28 of those practices. Now, before we dive into this, there's a lot of supplements and, you know, whatever there is out there being sold to men, promising high increases in uh, testosterone levels. However, I myself have not tried and I won't be an advocate. I won't actually endorse anything like that. I'm more pro towards the natural route of doing things for your body, especially for your health, especially. I don't want dependency on external things. There's a lot that you can control and I think you should control, but that is just my personal opinion. And again, it all comes down to your personal approach. If you have severe cases where you need to take external medication or whatever to get your T levels up, then that is completely fine. And if you choose to do these things as a healthy individual, that is completely your choice as well. So let's dive into it. Now, number one, 
is to fix your sleep. You may be thinking there's some crazy method out there, but no, it is simple. Sleep, get proper sleep. This is when your body actually produces testosterone when you sleep. So you want to get ample sleep. Now, one thing to note is that if you're struggling with sleep already, you need to correct this. And it may be that you're eating at the wrong time. You may be drinking too much liquids. You may be having too much screen time or you're just not active during the day. So look into all of these elements on getting proper sleep. This is when your T levels are actually getting their boost. This is when they're getting produced. And, you know, as a man at around 4 a.m., this is when you get your morning wood. And this is a good indicator that your T level is actually high, right? And this is while you sleep, this happens. It's a nocturnal erection, basically. This is a great indicator, as mentioned, of proper physical functioning of a male body. Now with sleep, there's many things you can do to improve it, right? Like I mentioned, the screen time and all of that. And there's a simple method by Andrew Huberman uh, where he calls it the three to one method. And this is you shouldn't eat three hours before bed. Don't drink any liquids two hours before bed. And don't look at any screens one hour before bed. But that is just the nighttime part of it, right? You want to establish that routine from the morning, from the time you get up, when you drink coffee, all of this, it affects your sleep at night. You want to work your body to exhaustion, not to the extreme, but obviously you want to expend your energy. You want to work out, you want to do things, you want to work all of that throughout the day so that when it's time to sleep at night, you're actually tired and you can sleep. So number one, correct your sleep. Number two, naturally boost your energy levels and there's a few ways to do this number one is when you just wake up getting that sunlight exposure is really important it's basically a programming for your body to start that energy production knowing it needs to get ready for a day of work number two is getting your feet on the ground grounding getting your feet on the grass on the dirt whatever it may be it just naturally sends those charges into our body and gets us ready for the day and another thing we can do is implement siesta or the afternoon nap throughout a day. You know, in our culture, we rely heavily on caffeinated drinks and coffee and tea and all this stuff. However, we can naturally regain energy by just having a nap. And it's important to hit that 25 minute mark because a natural sleep cycle, we sleep in cycles of 90 minutes and we don't want to fall into deep sleep because if we hit that deep sleep, we're going to wake up like in the middle of a sleep cycle and it's going to be even worse. So you don't want to cross 25 minutes. I know you may be thinking, oh, I won't get any rest in 25 minutes, but it's enough to just get some shut eye and let your body recover during the day and get back some of that energy. Obviously, you won't be back to 100%, but you would still get an energy boost. Point number three is to don't drink your carbs, it's to eat your carbs. And what I mean by that is this. Now, we know that in today's society, we have so much juicing and all this happening, and there's a lot of sugars in these. However, it's not the healthiest option. Actually, eating a real fruit or vegetable is way better. The reason for this is because they contain something called pectin. What pectin is, it's the fiber in the fruit that locks in the sugars. So when you eat it, your body actually has to break it down and it takes some time. So that means it's slowly broken down and it enters the bloodstream slowly compared to just like drinking juice where there's so much sugars and it just spikes your blood glucose levels and your body has to use insulin to combat that and it's just essentially not the healthiest option so that's why i would recommend eat your carbs don't drink it and we know that carbs are demonized right however it's a macronutrient meaning it's essential to our survival we need carbs it's just what type of carbs you put into your body if you're using white flour and processed garbage like pastries and all this kind of stuff that are you know, 
mass produce obviously it's bad carbs however there are better sources and you can consume these based on your body type based on your ancestry and all of this now the fourth point is to hit leg day multiple times per week and how much is multiple times i think two to three days should be sufficient you want to get ample recovery in between you don't work sore muscles okay so you don't push to the extreme however you push to a certain limit that is below the extreme and what this does is it actually tells our body to produce more growth hormone and more testosterone you see the leg muscles are the largest muscles in the body so therefore it amplifies the effect compared to any other muscle so you want to hit leg day multiple times per week number five it's stretching and mobility now i've been training all my life i played so many sports dozens of sport i've been weightlifting calisthenics parkour rock climbing everything right and one of the biggest mistakes I've made it's not stretching and working on my mobility and now it is caught up on me I'm spending 15 to 20 hours a week at a movement facility trying to correct my posture my stretching my mobility all of these things and it's very important that you focus on this while you train while you work out at the gym and all of that make time to stretch to be mobile to work on your limbs your joints your range of motion all these things because as you get older your risk of injury increases so you want to be in a state of longevity by working on your flexibility or mobility because this increases your chances of having downtime and downtime is where low t levels creep up so work on your stretching your mobility your flexibility do not ignore this do not make the mistakes that i've made i'm, I'm telling you i'm spending so much time per week that i can be doing something else but i have no choice now number six is to get colors with every meal eat the rainbow what i mean by this is when you look at your plate if you don't have veggies if you don't have colors in there you don't have sufficient nutrients most likely look at this if you're eating junk food fast food and you look at it the colors are there really colors there probably isn't and that goes to show there is maybe little to no nutrient availability in there so one thing that you need to implement is to get colors with almost all and every meal that you consume number seven is to eat a little junk food and i'll tell you why if you completely go cold turkey you don't want to put yourself into the state where all you think about is consuming junk food you want to have that balance treat yourself sometimes or just slowly incorporated you know into your routine into your daily meals and all of this and what i mean by that is allow yourself 200 300 calories of junk like let's say don't skip dessert is one of my rules but i know how i eat i actually eat healthy meals so my body can process just having a simple dessert daily if i so choose i don't have it every day but i can have it often if i like because my body is capable of having this because i eat the right things i move my body i sleep right and all of this number eight make protein the cornerstone of your meal meaning that if it doesn't contain protein it is not a meal it is a snack protein is the building blocks of muscle it is the core nutrient that helps your body build and stay healthy and repair itself so how much protein do you actually need a simple rule is that you can eat 1.5 grams of protein for every one pound of body weight so if you weigh 100 pounds you can eat 150 grams of protein per day number nine is resistance over cardio and i'll tell you why cardio is good in its own right however resistance training is superior because this is where your body is put in an anabolic state rather than a catabolic state meaning it is told to build rather than break down 
and continuously putting your body in a form of exhaustion in terms of lifting heavier weights and all of this, it actually tells your body, okay, I need to get stronger. I need to build up compared to something like cardio where you're constantly in the state of running. It's your body just saying, okay, I just need to endure longer. So that's why it's an endurance sport. And I'm not saying one is bad or one is good. However, one may be a little better for you in terms of getting higher testosterone levels. Number 10 would be manage your salt and sugar intake. Now it's really important to get these in your body. Don't ignore them completely. Some people, they go salt-free on their food. Some people go sugar-free completely on their diet and it's not the healthiest option. You need to still get some of those in your body because these are core nutrients that actually help the core functions of your body in a healthy body. For example, let's talk about salt. When you sweat, when you work out, when you train every day, you're actually losing salt from your body. So you do want to be consuming salt. And if you drink tap water, regular water, you're not getting that salt in there. If you eat bland food, you're not getting the salt in there and you're losing it. So this may be causing you to cramp or may actually affect your energy levels. So you want to get ample salt in your diet as well. As the same for sugar. Some people, they go completely sugar-free, but sugar actually gives you energy, right? Unless if you're doing keto, which isn't a long-term strategy. However, I would recommend getting carbs for a healthy, functional male body. Number 11 would be proper hydration. What I mean by this is that we know the old rule of drinking eight glasses per day. However, did you know that water can actually dehydrate you? Yes, that is possible. Now, how does this happen? You see, the water that we drink today, whether it be tap water or regular distilled water, it doesn't contain any minerals. And naturally, from water, we used to get minerals. When we drink water from rocks or from lakes or wherever it is, we would get minerals naturally in the water. But in today's water, everything is taken out and they add chlorine and all this kind of crap in it. So what you need to do is aim to drink water that is mineralized, that actually has minerals and salts in it compared to regular water. If you're drinking regular water continuously, you'll just be continuously peeing because your body has no salt to actually retain the water. And you may think this is healthy, but it's actually not. The best water to drink is mineral water. And how many glasses of water should you drink per day? Well, this completely depends on your environment, what you're doing. If you're out in the sun doing construction, obviously you're going to be wanting to drink a lot more water because you're sweating constantly and you need to replenish your fluids in your body. But if you work in an office and you're sitting all day, then your requirement may be much less than compared to someone who's out in the sun. So you need to regulate. And like I said, frequency of urination may be a good indicator of proper hydration. So this is how much you pee. However, it may not be the greatest indicator because you may just be drinking the wrong type of water and having to pee constantly. So again, you want to get mineral water and you want to keep drinking that throughout the day to keep your hydration levels high. And this brings me to number 12, which is monitoring your morning wood. Like I said, nocturnal erections are an indicator of a healthy male body with high T levels. So you want to keep note of this. If you realize consecutively that you're not getting these spontaneous erections and all, then you know you may have low T levels. This is natural to have once you have a healthy testosterone level. So you want to have that morning wood. You want to have spontaneous erections. Keep monitoring it. And if you notice after time it's just not happening, then you may want to get yourself checked out. Or like I said, if you're not having the right habits, you want to implement these habits, okay? This brings me to point number 13, which is consistency in movement. And what I mean by this is that the gym, training, 
sports, whatever you may be doing to keep yourself active and pushing your body to the edge, it needs to be consistent. You need to have that consistency. You can't just train one day for the week and think, oh, that is good enough because I just went so hard. That is not how it works. You need to be consistent doing it daily or every other day at least. So make sure to establish a routine where you're consistently moving your body. It shouldn't be a one-off thing. You don't eat once and be full for three days. You need to constantly be eating. It's the same thing with movement. It's the same thing with sleep. So you need to establish that consistency, make it into a habit. Number 14 is don't just be a meathead. Don't just go to the gym for aesthetics. Like I mentioned earlier, focus on flexibility or mobility, play a sport, get functional. You want to have a body that would take you into longevity you want to have a body that is injury free or that is not so easily susceptible towards injury so don't just be that guy in the gym just working muscles only and has no function plays no sport nothing like that you want to have a proper functioning body a body that is capable of doing things outside of the gym and number 15 is getting social taking care of your mental health one of the core aspects of being a human is being social we need community we need people around us and it's easy in today's world that focus on individualism to actually get isolated just being on screens just focusing on what you're doing but it's important to implement that social element in our lives it's what keeps us at peak performance having people in our life and number 16 is to beware of temporary pleasures and what i mean by this is there are certain pleasures that we go for for dopamine hits and that may be food it may be sex it may be masturbation whatever it may be but you need to develop that self-awareness of when you actually become dependent on these things and one of the things that i mentioned earlier is that once your t levels get high what is actually going to happen is the things that are challenging are actually going to become pleasurable because you're naturally taking advantage of that natural high t drive that you have to actually reward yourself by feel good emotions by going after the hard things so look out for temporary pleasures in the junk food and the quick hits that may get to us we need to develop that level of self-awareness number 17 is to change your family habits now whatever we're conditioned into from a kid growing up we usually maintain that throughout our life in terms of our movement habits in terms of what we eat and all of that Sometimes you may have to go beyond that and that is necessary for your health if these habits are unhealthy. So do an analysis, look at what your family does and see what you still do that may be unhealthy, that may be contributing to ill health and having your T-levels low. Number 18 is don't overtrain, don't overdo it. If you train yourself beyond what you're capable of, your body is actually going to break down. Your T-levels are actually going to be lower. So don't overtrain, don't push your body to the extreme. You want to be in this what I call Goldilocks zone, meaning that it's just right. When you train and you're sore, you don't work your sore muscles. You can work other muscles. However, if it's not sore, then it's completely fine to work muscles on consecutive day according to what type of regime you may be putting in. But to start off with, if you're just a beginner, then three days per week doing different muscle groups is completely fine. But don't work yourself to exhaustion on the extreme end where you're actually causing more damage than actually building up your body. Number 19 is actually to tap into your past, meaning that your ancestors before you, there are thousands of years of evolution that came before you to make sure that you are alive. Your ancestors were the one actually out there hunting, moving, gathering every single day. They were active and physical beings. So remember that, tap into that 
core primal side of you you know this is what we have naturally inside us we have evolved to actually fight and hunt and run every single day so don't forget that side of yourself number 20 is to wake up when you wake up don't use the alarm clock or the snooze button to go back to sleep train yourself to wake up when you're supposed to ideally you want to wake up when the sun is up this is what i do personally however this may not be for everyone but if you actually try this out and actually getting productive on your mornings, you'll get so much more done. You get your T levels up because you sleep earlier, you wake up earlier and you get that full cycle throughout the night. And this is how human beings naturally sleep. We work with the light, with the sun. So if you can train yourself to wake up with the sunlight, it'll do wonders for your health and your T levels. Number 21 is to fuck the scale sometime. We keep obsessing over the weight over the scale over the numbers however fitness your health your high t levels are sometimes way beyond that you need to know when to ignore those numbers because you may be hitting the gym and one of your goals may be to lose weight however you may be seeing the scale actually going up and this may be because your muscle mass is increasing but your fat mass is actually decreasing so what is happening there is that the scale is actually tricking you, thinking that you're gaining weight, but it's just that you're getting leaner. You may not visibly see it yet, but it's happening. So you have to know if you're consistent, if you're doing the right thing, sometimes just ignore the scale. Fuck the scale sometimes. Number 22 would be to avoid BPA products. BPA is this chemical compound found in plastics, and it's been scientifically proven to reduce your tea levels. So look at these water bottles that you use, you know, whatever storage containers that you use for your food. Stay away from the BPA products. And number 23 is to avoid power bands. Power bands are essentially the things that preserve food and cosmetics and all these things. When you eat the more processed foods, you're getting these power bands in your body and this actually sends down your T-levels as mentioned before. This is what you don't want. So avoid those power bands. Avoid the processed food, the junk, the garbage. It actually is not good for your body and it just makes you weaker. It makes your T-levels go down. Number 24 is to get your steam on or get the sauna going on. This is where your body actually gets to release all those heavy metals and toxins from your body. You naturally sweat it out. So if you have access to a sauna or a steam room, do it almost daily if you can me for example the gym i go to at the moment they do have a sauna in a steam room so i use it almost daily it has so many benefits and it just makes you feel good now number 25 is to slow down or eliminate alcohol i know this is a tricky one i myself i like drinking wine however alcohol is essentially a poison in your body and it takes a lot of effort a lot of self-regulation to actually get this alcohol out of the body once you consume it now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't drink completely. That is completely up to you. But if you can get to that point, your health level is going to be really high. Me, for example, I still have some wine and I drink sometimes. Not often, but I do. But if I didn't, I would be much healthier than I am right now. But if you do drink a lot, I would recommend that you actually cut down in order to get your T levels up. Number 26 is to get your nutrients in. Now your macros, which are fats, proteins, and carbs, are essential. However, you want to get your micronutrients, which comes from usually fruits and vegetables and a range of food. You want to eat variety. And the reality is, even in today's world, according to where you live, according to the regulations and the standards, you may not be getting all the nutrients in your food, right? Because food today have become way less nutritious so having a multivitamin may be a good option as well in your diet but like i mentioned before in an earlier point you want to eat the rainbow as well and number 27 would be slow cut is the best cut if you're losing weight you want to lose weight slowly rapid weight loss means rapid weight gain those people that do these kinds of protocols where they just 
you know, consume this tea or this thing and they get diarrhea, lose weight really quickly, they gain it back really quickly as well, right? If you look at the stats on this, it's crazy. So aim for slow and progressive cuts. And that way your body would naturally adapt to your new weight. It would take time and you need to be patient. This is how you get your T levels up and this is how you stay healthy. Don't aim for the quick stuff. And to get to the final point, remember, it's not just about you. Your health is way beyond you. And as I mentioned at the start of the episode, one day you may have a family unit, you may have kids that you have to lead and you want to set the right example. Being a healthy man means that you can do things beyond yourself for people beyond yourself. So your ability to contribute and do more in the world increases. So remember, it's way beyond you. Taking care of your health means that you can take care of others. Now, one thing that I'm curious about and I haven't personally looked into myself is taking supplements for high T levels and the natural supplements. This is what I'm talking about because as I get older, I know I'll be hitting 30 soon enough. And then beyond that, I want to look at how can I naturally maintain my T levels while establishing the habits. I want to see how can I get an edge. And two things I came across from Andrew Huberman as well was one, something called Tongat Ali, which is native to Indonesia where I'm at right now and uh, the Philippines. And the second one is called Fedogia agrestis, which is native to Nigeria. So these are both natural shrubs and herbs that you can take that can help you maintain your high testosterone levels or help you increase it by a bit if you need that extra push. Now, ultimately, to me, having a high testosterone level is a protest against the society that we live in today. We want men that are docile, men that don't have a backbone. And by having a high testosterone level, you get to think better. You get to think clearer. You get to be stronger. You get to make better decisions, essentially. And at the core of it, you're better as a man, as a masculine leader. And essentially, having high testosterone level is a core element of being a man. And that about wraps it up. So if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your brother. Share it with someone that you know would benefit. And remember, I send out a weekly newsletter on Substack. You can get it at integratedman.academy. And I'll see you next week on the next episode.